579 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, whether you are playing it or you're playing it. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And I'm playing it. I'm (laughs) playing it. And on today's show, we just flew back from Chicago and boy, are our arms deep dish pizzas. (laughs) Wow, that would be a real problem because would it? Well, that you get hungry, yeah, and you would just get hungry. Okay, do you think that you'd be in more danger of someone else eating your arms or of you eating your own arms? Me eating my own arms. You're you're most in danger for from yourself. Can you like you're really hungry? Okay, yeah, you're somewhere where you can't get access to food. Would you just nib? Would you give them a little nibble? Nibble. I on guess your I have, pizza arms. I guess I have a lot of like follow-up questions about <laughs> the pizza arm does universe. Not, does not grow back. Okay, it never grows back. No. Does the pizza go bad? <laughs> Do my no. pizza arms go Forever bad? Forever good. Okay, so my arms are eternally... Two eternal pizza arms. Fresh. Fresh. Deep dish pizza, And it smells good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I'm what really torture hungry. is no. this? My... No, I do not nibble my Just arms. one little pepperoni? No. Maria, <laughs> you take one step down the road of self-cannibalism, and the next thing you know, you're gone. You're gone. That's a great point. Slippery slope. Yep. Uh, we didn't... I didn't have any Chicago... I didn't have any pizza in Chicago. Oh, I did. Oh, was it great? Oh, yes. You had that I deepest dish. I love deep dish pizza. It is, gr- it is good. It's more like it's, a casserole. Exactly. It is its own thing. You can't go into the experience being like, I'm going to eat pizza. Yeah. Because... <laughs> that's not, that's not what's happening well, that's not what's happening <laughs> you're eating a casserole that's inside of a bread bowl yeah and why don't you like that yeah it's meat it's cheese it's a bread it's bread crust it's, it's bread yeah it's great a giant crouton Oof, on the outside it's so good uh we came back from magic on chicago and pro tour murders at karlov manor everybody we flew in yesterday and we're here today recording the app yeah we're gonna give you a lowdown on everything that happened at the con which was Ooh, a lot it was a lot i mean i don't know that we could possibly cover everything that happened. At the con i just made a promise actually as far as i can tell <laughs> everything happened at the yes, con that's true it was the biggest they're saying the biggest magic event in the yeah. history of magic events which I, it was enormous it was so huge there's so many people which i I th- it goes with my theory, which is that, look, I was just saying Midwesterners go hard. <laughs> that's true. That's it. Why? Like Chicagoans, they go hard, man. Well, yeah, that's very true. I mean, what? What's, that's what it felt like. So you're saying like people on the East Coast, they don't go hard? Uh-oh. <laughs> this feels like a trap. <laughs> I'm just trying to follow the logic. Uh, I you just know? don't know. Right. Like for some reason, there was something to me that made so much sense about seeing that many people yeah. in Chicago and knowing that. Right. They like drafted all the product. They did. The first day they, they, draft, they like, drafted them out of product. They drafted. There were like I, I heard that there were like more than twice as many drafts literally <sighs> happening. That makes as me so happy. So, you know, it's just like people were there to play. They were like, let's Let's do this thing. And to me, it just felt right. I was like, yeah, if you put a magic con in Chicago, people are going to come and they're going to go hard. Yeah, it's in the middle of the country. It's easy to get to. Midwesterners are used to driving in bad weather, so that won't stop us. It makes sense. And also, it was beautiful weather. It was beautiful weather. Also, you could walk out of the convention center and see Lake Michigan. Beautiful. Oh, it was great. 
Lovely view of the Great lake, lake right there. So nice. Um, we want to say thank you to everybody who said hi to us throughout the weekend. Yeah. Stopped for a photo, got to button a high five. It was so great. We love meeting everybody. Yeah, um, we do. And it, was, and it was beautiful the whole way down. Um, we're going to mostly focus on what happened at the Pro Tour this episode <coughs> because there's just so much packed yeah. into what happened at the, at the past weekend. Um, um, yeah. We've also got a collector boosty. That, we're gonna open a cool later. looking co- collector boosty. I know, right? We have a little Murders at Karlov Manor collector boosty. I haven't seen one open. before. That's a nice packaging. Ooh. That's some nice packaging on that. Speaking of packaging, a bunch of stuff got previewed for the rest of 2024 at yes. this event. We're gonna talk about that next week because um, there's just too much, too there's many, too much things to put in the bag of our show this week. But yeah. we will get to it. Rest Don't assured. Um, yeah, it, it was a very exciting pro tour. In case you missed any of the action, it's all over on twitch.tv slash magic. There was much of odd. A team came with a spicy pioneer deck and it paid off you love to see it let's break the format it Um, doesn't happen very often no it doesn't and let me tell you you're gonna want to hear about this deck even if you're like i don't play pioneer you're gonna want to hear about this deck because this deck is sick you'll still love it this deck is really cool you can go do this deck's thing and you can play it on arena too yeah uh which uh you better believe i did um (laughs) we'll get in all of that uh coming up but before we do we want to say thank you to everybody who supports us over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic everybody big news it's my birthday tomorrow (gasps) and I would just love a present of your patronage yeah that's 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 all I want think about Maria's birthday I just want you to become a birthdays are nice it would be fun um yeah we've got great perks for you over there you get early access to episodes no ads you get our discord you get a ton of different perks longer episodes etc you can go find it out it's great um thank you so much to our new or increasing pledge patrons of five dollars a month or more Steve Bonita and Dr. G yay Steve Bonita and Dr. G um Steve you must be going you're you're so great. You're going to Stephen. <laughs> you know? Is that like heaven, but yes. only for people named Steve? No, it's Stephen. <laughs> yes, do I? I guess yeah. You definitely you're definitely going to Steve Stephen. <laughs> It worked in my mind. Okay? There's probably some great Steves up there you can hang out with, honestly. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you to Benita. You've made our Casa Benita by becoming a member of our Patreon. <laughs> oh, that was a nice one. Dr. G, that must stand for Dr. Great. Because that's what you are. You're so great, Dr. G. Uh, thank you, everybody. You get a pun at $5 a month or more. And if you want one pun, Maria and Megan style, sign yeah. up right now. Patreon.com slash GLHF magic do you want to, i have another one for bonita do you oh hear yeah it? let's go um double pun wow bonita Lucky. you should go you must have been eating a good snack <laughs> you became a patron <laughs> yeah please Woo, tell us what boy. snacks you were eating you, yeah. when you became a patron <laughs> Excellent. That one was just so ridiculous. I couldn't keep it in. (laughs) Couldn't keep it in. I'm going to ask you for another help. If you can't become a patron, another help, another piece of help, another way you can help us. That's what I'm trying to say. Another help. (laughs) If you can't become a patron, news alert. We just started a new brand new channel called Commander Arcade, and that's where we're going to put all of our Commander um, games that we play for you on on Good Luck High Five. It's very exciting and it's very scary because we're starting from zero and we can't yet monetize the channel. And I don't know if you know this, but making stuff costs money generally. 
<laughs> what? And we want to be able to do that on that channel so that we can continue to make it better for you, put the money right back into the production. Um, but to do that, we need to have a certain number of watch hours over there. So if you could, head on over to youtube.com slash at Commander Arcade and just play. You can put on a loop. You can put in the background. You don't even need to be actively watching it. You can not This is listen. a zero dollar way yeah. to help to help Good yes. Luck High Five. Yes. Totally free and unannoying. You can just do it and let it run and it will count as viewers uh, hours watched. So that's that's one way. People always ask, how can yeah. we help you? What's the most way we can help you? That would that would help us right now. And Consider also that. the episode's yeah. great if you haven't seen it. It's very fun. We've got another one coming up soon um, at the beginning of next month. Yes. So that's coming up. Checks watch in just a couple of days yeah <laughs> so it'll be up ready. in a week and a half wow that's exciting um somebody else you would say thank you to is our sponsor card kingdom yes you can check them out at, on the internet at cardkingdom.com slash glhf uh you can buy singles there you can buy boxes you can buy product you can pre-order product uh we want to acknowledge that there was recently a reddit thread about card kingdom with some employees who are having a hard time in the warehouse um, Card Kingdom has issued an official statement on that, which you can read on their website. Uh, we've also had people talking about it in our Patreon Discord. And of course, we are all for unions and workers' rights here at Good Luck High Five. Um, and we have been in contact with our representative over at Card Kingdom. I almost just said rep, but I was like, what does that even mean? Uh, our representative. I think rep generally means representative. Okay, th- uh, that's good. I was like thinking, like, does that sound like I'm in our member of Congress? <laughs> <laughs> you can also use it in that in that way. Uh, so uh, we, we have an open line of communication. So if there's any questions you want to ask them um, for that, if they didn't get answered in their statement, in the re- response, you can let us know. You can DM us on Discord yes. if you're part of the patron. If you're not, you can email us at glhfmagic at gmail.com and we will forward those answers and those questions to get answers for you from Card Kingdom and we'll let you know what they say. So the response time mm-hmm. to us asking about it was very good. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we want to make sure everything feels good to you as listeners of the show because, yeah, that's how we want to feel with our sponsors, too. So just let us know. But um, they've supported us for the, almost the entire lifetime of our show and have never wavered. And so, uh, we, you know, they've, they've been they've been kind to us, good to us and helped us continue to do what we do here by um providing you know a big a big chunk of support to us every month so um we yeah if you want to head head over and check them out you can um carkeen.com slash glhf time to talk about pro tour murders at karlov manor not murders at markov manor which it could have been because markov yeah. sure soren markov was he, there he sure showed up he sure showed up big picture tournament there was 258 players mm-hmm. um we we did draft two drafts and then pioneer the rest of the way and pioneer was in the top eight in the end seth manfield took down the whole tournament wow ever Hall heard of, of him World one-time world champion. Yep. Uh, no, this is his second, second pro tour title. Second pro tour t- win. Yeah. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah. He was just kind of like I think you know just doing his thing. Yeah. Down just in the cash, Swiss round. Casually winning. And it was like oh also you know Javier Dominguez was the only I 12 know. four player to not make it yeah. into the top eight. But also just like shout out to Javier who is always a great player. He is. And also was I think I felt like out there where all of a sudden it was like oh Javier was almost also in the I top know. eight. It was a great 
great top eight, everybody. A lot of big names, different kinds of decks in the metagame. Um, we're going to talk to you about what draft looks like after this tournament and what Pioneer looks like and kind of our thoughts about that uh, as yeah. well. Um, also, just want to shout out Simon Nielsen made absolutely. his fourth top eight in a row, which is a record setting. No one's ever done it. No one's ever done it. Simon, uh, just w- at this event, was awarded Player of the Year. And what that yeah. means is you did the best. <laughs> Yeah, he did the best last year. He did the best in 2022, 2023. Like, in terms of accumulating uh, AMPs, adjusted match points. Yep. And now he, here he is. He did it again after almost not showing up in time to draft on day one. Thumbs up for Simon, who also told me he started improv classes recently. Great. To which we say, yes, everybody should everybody do it. Everybody should do improv classes. I, I said to him. This just came out of my mouth, and I think it's true. I was like, Simon, I think doing an improv class is the single best thing that you can do for your mental health. Yeah. And and he was kind of, he was like, oh. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't realize I was going to say that. But now I'm like, <laughs> I legitimately think that it was. <laughs> I just love the part where you surprised yourself. I did surprise myself by saying that. So that goes for you two listeners. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So Get thumbs up there. to Simon. For if you doing ever want a recommendation, brave. send us a message. Yes. We'll, we'll wreck a theater near you. We know people. Yeah, we do. Um, so that's like the broader shape of the tournament. Yeah. Um, do you want to start with drafts? Let's that's just where talk about these drafts real quick. Yeah, because that's where we started in the tournament. And also because this is very interesting, right? So yes. on day one, 31 players went 3-0 in draft. Um Here's the breakdowns of just like the colors that yeah. they were. Boros, three. Okay. Only three. Azorius, three. Okay. Celestia, two. Golgari, two. Is it two? Rakdos, only one. Okay. But then we had a lot, most of them were three color decks. Wow. We had three Esper decks, three Naya, three Mardu, two Sultai, and two Bant, and two Abzan, one Teamer, and two four color decks. Wow, incredible. So that is like way more. Absolutely. Three and four color decks than two color decks going 3 0 on this day one. If you listen to our podcast which you do because you currently are um <laughs> if you listen to our podcast <laughs> we can't tell if you do but if you do then you are then you are that's a great way to put it yeah. uh we have been talking about draft because we're big fans of draft on the show and um we were talking about the data from 17 lands which was heavily suggestive that white was the best color in the format it was also the deepest color and boros was the winningest color pair which is red white and uh we just you know we stuck by that and of course it is is true but what i think this pro tour taught us is that it's also not true it's also not true um and do you know what so like one of the things uh that was sent to like was sent to coverage was simon nielsen was kind of like oh here's like the here is the cover it or like here's our team's like draft strategy right oh yeah that's a great point and, and simon is on team handshake which last year was the breakout team for well for a couple of years kind of the breakout team of younger players who started playing online and then got together and started testing for these events like hey we're gonna take down the bigger boys like channel fireball and we're gonna be the new up-and-comers and they were the new hot hotness next last year yeah so uh what they have to say about draft is very important because they really crushed it last year in draft as 
as well. So kind of seeing how, how they've translated that to this year. And their thoughts were very interesting. Yeah, they were saying that they actually kind of try to avoid white because they feel like the commons are not that deep. Wow. And that as soon as it gets overdrafted, even a little, it's, it tanks pretty hard. Well, that's a great point. If they think going in that people know that white's the strongest color, which they would because they would look at the data, uh, they might think, hey, everyone's going to be fighting over white and we don't want to be in that position. Yeah. That's smart. Pretty, um, pretty good stuff. I talked to Jean-Emmanuel Dupra, our current reigning world champ, yes. uh, who also top-aided this event, spoiler alert. Um, he he told me when I, I was like, are you excited for draft? Because he loves draft. And he goes, yes, I do. I'm very excited because it's so slow. That's what he told me. And so I think he uh, arrived at the same conclusion yeah. that Team Handshake did, that you are able to draft kind of, I don't know, I'm going to put this in quotes, worst quality <laughs> blue and black and green cards. Um, if you're able to stop red and white early on, well, then they're going to, the hope is they run out of yeah. gas and then um, they can't compete. My mis- like, I don't know if it was Simon that sent these over. It was someone on Handshake um, that was like, okay, we tried to avoid white. It's overdrafted and shallow at common. So the decks aren't that good if the color is contested. Oh, wow. We love blue and black because you get tons of interaction and card advantage late, like deduce, cold case cracker, fairy snoop, and the three common black removal spells. Uh, they said they even like dramatic accusation. They say they prefer five color control, picking the fixing highly. So you get past the multicolor bombs in pack two and three that other players can't cast. Gravestone strider is a high pick that's the one three by the way yeah. that fixes your mana um other nice archetypes are blue black control and blue green x both of these can also be shells for the five color deck uh i went 3-0 with blue black control in there in the first draft uh so it's the person who sent this and because morphs make any three mana x2 replaceable they're much lower on cards like projector inspector and inside source so interesting so i just thought that like that was fascinating it is uh, because it shows how important it is to like look at and interpret data. Yeah, and um, fair enough that they thought that red would and white would be overdrafted. Now we're not saying that that color pair isn't good because it obviously it is, is. Yes. but it was just like to me i was a little bit sad because i really like this format i think the mechanics are very cool and i was like oh dang it i'm kind of uh, i'm kind of feeling down on it if it's just like non-stop blaze fest again but this feels like we need to go back and try again yes i agree because it is interesting it's interesting we have been told some stuff we didn't know um, there were five 6-0 drafters. So these are players who went 3-0 in both drafts at the Pro Tour, which is very impressive. Um, Adam Adelson drafted Grixis and Azorius. Uh, were... Was he the person who had two of the 5-5 five, five flyers? Oh, my goodness. Let me see. Esri, two Esri's. Somebody did on, on day one. I was like, yuck. Jeez, that's wild. Um, I don't see that. In, it might, it might in have been there. somebody else. It might have been somebody else. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see, uh, James Larson Scott, uh, who had a five-color deck um, and a Rakdos deck. So well, kind of like a nice... He's doing both sides of the yeah, spectrum like a nice, and Yeah, both sides of the coin. Um, he also had a Kaya on day one. That's so how is sick. he fixing his mana in this five-color deck? Just for people at home All who right. are like, how do I do this? Um, we have, he has one escape tunnel. Um, one public thoroughfare and one underground mortuary, which is the green black. We, we saw people drafting escape tunnel pretty highly, honestly, this yeah, weekend. Absolutely. Um, one copy of topiary Panther, which has basic land cycling. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, one copy of nervous gardener, 
which oh. when you turn it face up, you go and you get a land. Um, and two copies of They Went This Way. Okay. Which is the green card that uh, you go and you get a card with the basic land type. So then you can just play whatever you want once yeah. you've set yourself up for success in that way. Exactly. Of course, one of the 6-0 drafters was LSV. Yes. Um, so his first deck was four color, uh, white, blue, red, green on this first day. What is he splashing? Is he splashing green? Let's That's just my guess. See. You know what? Uh, yes, it does look like green is the most splashed color. Okay. Uh, and then on day two, he drafted Boros. So again, kind of like both sides of that. Yeah. Uh, the next um, undefeated drafter is uh, Marcio Carvalho, who has yeah. been known as a great drafter for a very long time, who drafted Celestia on day one and on day two drafted a little band deck, which is green, white, blue. Yeah. And I know that he was very high on the Celestia deck, particularly. He yeah. was like, this just really came together, Cool, I think, for him. And finally, our last 6-0 drafter was Tyler Hatchell, who on day number one drafted uh, a Sultite. Yeah. A white, blue, black, green. What Four-color deck. Yeah, four-color deck. Again. Nice. And then drafted Rakdos on day number two. Yeah. We saw players were very high on Repulsive Mutation. This is the blue-green X instant. Uh, put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, then counter up to one target spell unless its controller pays mana equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. So I think what we're saying is, is this draft format right now looks incredible. Yeah, like... Go and do anything. Go do whatever you want. If you had written it off, I yeah. highly suggest take another look at it. Uh, we still have the problem, of course, that I hype, that I was like whining about last episode about being <laughs> on the play being important, yeah. which is still true. Uh, but I think all the rest of it just points to it being a, a really cool format. Yeah, absolutely. It looks pretty great. Wow. That makes me very excited, everybody. Yeah. Big time draft enjoyers here on this show. So that's a look at how draft panned out uh, at the tournament. Um, then we switched over to Pioneer, mm -hmm. which if you've never played Pioneer, it's Return to Ravnica onward. Uh, we said, I think last episode, they made it specifically for us because we started playing in yes. 2012 and that's when it came out. Thank you so much. No big deal. Um, and coming into the tournament, we gave you last week a rundown of the top 10 decks. A lot of those ended up being represented, but there was one very glaring omission because a brand new deck was spotted at the tournament. Yes. Rakdos of Vampires. Those vampy boys. <laughs> this deck is great. I love it. Uh, so this deck has Soren Imperious Bloodlord. This is the two and a black, the three mana Soren that has the minus three, I want to say. Yes. Uh, where you put a vampire into play. You put one vampire. You put vampire. Put one vampire. Put one vampire, he says. As we like to say on this show, put one vampire. Yeah, put, put minus ten three. Um, <laughs> yeah, put, wow. That Now that's a blast from the that past. Is it old? If you know the ref the good luck high five reference put, put 10, 10 b's <laughs> give yourself a high five right now because That's, holy cow because you are a real one wow you're a real one man <laughs> um yeah so my one three, vampire you may put a vampire creature card from your hand onto the battlefield this deck was developed by the team channel fireball which is kind of the old i almost said the old goats in the room <laughs> do you know what like maria call it what it is the old goats <laughs> i don't mean it like 
or Didn't do you? I? The old goats in the room. The channel old fireball. goats in the room. Channel well, fireball. Well, think about it a little bit. Like they've they've always been the juggernaut in the room. That's yes. like we're taking down tournaments. We're putting players yes. into the top eight. The past couple of years, handshakes like LOL. I don't think so. We're yeah. the young guns, and here we are, ready to take you down. And then Channel Fireball at this tournament is like, hold on, youngsters. Actually, actually, um, I think Luis Scott Vargo was saying that was saying that Paul Reitzel, also a member of the Hall yes. of Fame, was the one who kind of put this deck together. You, the card that you're putting, the vampire the vamp. that you are putting, is Vein Ripper. Three black, black, black for a six, five. So just casually on turn three, putting a six, six mana five. vampire into play. Boom. Flying. Ward, sacrifice a creature. Whenever a creature dies, target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. I love it. Uh, it is. It's. It. It big card. You don't have a creature. You can't kill it. You can't. You can't target it with removal, uh, which was a big part of why they chose this because they knew that Azorius Control it was going to be one of the popular decks of the weekend. Yes. They notably have no creature. No. What are you gonna do? They have to wrath it away, Beautiful. which is like not a great feeling. A lot of people are comparing this deck to Sneak and Show, um, yeah. where you can just sneak a little Emra cool onto the battlefield uh, in a way. So we're sneaking this big 6-5 fatty onto the board, untouchable. And the death triggers are also very relevant. Yes. We saw that, right? It's just like this, this card hits the battlefield. And you're just in trouble, no matter how much not in trouble you were before. Yeah. Uh, no matter how much trouble the the vampires player was in. Right. All of a sudden, they just not in as much trouble. Because it p- sees itself die, too. Yes. Which is horrific if you think about it. <laughs> so no matter, no matter what, you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> you know, I don't know why that's really it's really sending me, man. <laughs> Would you see yourself die? No. Check yes or no. <laughs> so no matter what, they're gonna lose two life. You're gonna gain two life if oh they if they manage to kill it by also yeah. sacrificing one of their own creatures. <laughs> and Recto Sacrifice was a deck choice this weekend uh, that a lot of people brought to the table, and this helps. The, with that. Oh my goodness, absolutely! Can you imagine? You're just like, oh, I'm trying oh. to sacrifice this Cauldron Familiar, and it's like, okay, do you want no. to? Take two. Take two, please. Take two, I, I gain two. two. Your plan stinks. My plan's literally twice as better, as good as yours. Twice as better. Twice, twice as, better. as better. I I love this deck because I I love Soren and I have for a long time. And uh, I used to play this with Soren cheating Champion of Dusk into play. Yeah. Which was, was also great. Amazing when that was legal and standard. Um, So this just brought me back to my glory days. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love vampires here on this show. I was so excited when I saw this deck. I started playing it and I'm like, I think this deck is the real deal and then the numbers back us up yeah so if you're like how good is this or how was good how good was anything yeah um the answer is that game nasif is still good (laughs) which is very funny to me because uh so there were three decks that only had one or two players on them uh the best deck in the field was actually demir control with an 80 percent win rate good job only game nasif played it and he called the deck unplayable (laughs) Good job, Nasif. So don't fall. Don't do what Nasif did. I think by his own admission, <laughs> don't do this. But congratulations to him. He just, yeah, he just needed to have a little better results in draft. Exactly. Um, Boros Burn, which Ben Stark played yes. uh, to a seven and three record. All right. Uh, two players played Quintorius Combo. Oh, we which talked is about cool. Quintorius yes. Combo. Um, a 65% win rate. Nice. Yeah. And then Rakdos Vampire. So Vampires was... 
uh, the like the deck with more than two pilots that did the best, uh, 60.2% win rate. So this is what we call uh, kids breaking the format. Yeah. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, it hardly ever happens. People try it all the time and it has a big, a big, there's always a lot to gain from it, but also a lot to lose if you're not right about a big, a big risk bringing a deck that has, that is relatively untested into a format and saying, well, I hope we got it right. Yeah. Uh, here's kind of the breakdown by how it did against other decks, um, against, is it Phoenix? It was about even it's 48%, which is just close enough to 50 that it feels like what it's saying is that's a toss up. Okay. Uh, which is pretty good. Like, is it Phoenix is a dominant deck? It was, it was the most played deck of the weekend it is the next most successful deck at 57.5 okay. after or wait nope sorry yes wait ah what am i looking at no there's jeskai control which one person played that comes before it and then it's is it Phoenix? Oh, okay well Anyways. we can't yeah yeah one person. but then against rakdos mid-range 64 percent nice uh azorius control 67 percent wow here's a big one okay against lotus field combo 75 percent win rate yeah lotus field that combo is... i think was what the third most played deck of the weekend uh when we take a look at the metagame yeah um, and if it can crushed if that. It can deal with that. Yeah. Um, 60% against Amalia combo and 83% against Boros heroic, which we Oof. saw in the finals. Woof. That was, uh, Simon Nielsen was on Boros heroic and uh, good Seth, fight. Seth was obviously on Rakdos vampires and uh, those are some, those are some rough odds. Well, you know, I I do love a good Boros heroic. That's true. They're the Bogley boys and of you know the what? format right we now. We saw we saw them do a lot of. Da- we saw Simon kill someone on turn three. Lotus Field Combo is the fourth most played deck. Taking a look at the overall metagame, is it Phoenix was number one, seventeen percent of the field. Azorius Control, shocking to me, number two. <coughs> Rakdos Midrange, number three. Lotus Field Combo, number four. And then we get Amalia Combo, Boros heroic. Is it in Soul? Boros Convoke, Rakdos Vampires, way down, yeah. uh, whatever number I'm on at, only 4.3% of the players, which is the Channel Fireball team, Yeah, well, no one else knew that it existed. Yeah, they kept it under wraps. They really did. Azari's Control being number two, I was slightly um, concerned. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh no. Are we going to have a long weekend? Is this going to be all control decks all the time? No, luckily Rakdos Vampires came and just took care mm-hmm. of it. And they're like, nope. They're like, get you out of the... Tar- Boot you out of the tournament, guys. Yeah. It, what was the, what did it end up having a win rate in for Azorius Control? Ooh, Azorius Control, 47.2. Okay. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Didn't really do great. Um, Amalia Combo did pretty well, 55.9. All right. Yeah. That's that's respectable. That act absolutely is. I am a big fan of that tech. I like. Also, if you didn't hear, this is one of our favorite things. It is Judge Rob told us about this on the podcast. Oh, Amalia. Yeah. Uh, the Amalia combo deck played against uh, Christopher Larson, played it against Simon Nielsen in the semifinals. Yes. And um, Amalia very like has some very specific she's a, wording on her. She has wording on her that I bet R&D would go back and change now if they had the ability. Whenever you gain life, Amalia Benavides Aguirre explores, then destroy all other creatures if its power is exactly 20. That's the problem right there. So they... Uh, <laughs> Christopher Larson and Simon Nielsen played seven games in their semifinal. By the way, they're they're from the same country. They're uh, yes. they're they're friends. They're friends. It's very cute. It's very cute. Um, 
played seven games because eventually Simon won three, two, but they had two draws in there where like Christopher Larson was going off with the combo. So he's got a Molly. He's got wild growth Walker. Exactly. Which will be a continuous loop of exploring forever until Amalia hits 20 when she blows everything else besides herself up. Exactly. But you can either defiant strike Amalia to give her like to win that trigger it goes on the stack to put her above 20. Yep. So it does not resolve. Or you can give Wild Growth Walker indestructible. <laughs> in which case, it does not die when the Amalia trigger happens. So then it just and keeps then, so going. it just keeps exploring. So she's for exploring for the rest of human time. Exactly. Which is, And so they're just like, well, the game is it's now a draw. a draw. It's just a draw. So that was, you know, I I love that. Uh, what a it's fun great. thing! It's a very seven funny. game semifinal because there were two draws that happened in it. Well, it's it's also very funny that Simon could get out of it specifically because he's playing the kind of deck that targets yes. creatures like that and and that has spells that can disrupt the yeah, combo that can target your opponent's creatures. And so he's like, well, I could lose the game or I could draw. Or it. we could draw this force game. a draw, force yeah. a draw. And I said when I threw to this match at the news desk, I was like, we could be here literally until the end of time if they keep drawing <laughs> it could just go on forever it's true uh, but, but luckily it didn't, it didn't. yeah it only did. seven games but that's something that's just a cool little magic thing that you know when right? you see stuff like that come up it's very interesting what a good time like what a cool thing i don't know what happens if you do it on arena or magic online i have no idea either <laughs> watch out i don't know it might break the game <laughs> uh yeah so that was that was a fun thing that happened on our top eight as well absolutely um over the uh, weekend, what deck was your favorite? Like, what would you have played? Ooh, I think I probably would have played Amalia combo or Quintorius combo. Yeah, well, if like, you would have played Quintorius, you might have done really well. I love, I love me a combo deck. Yeah. Um, and I that Quint, like I love, yeah. That's you love just Quint. It. I love Quint. I love a combo deck. Uh, I would probably would have been on a combo deck. Yeah, yeah. Maria, you would have been on Rakdos Vampires. Absolutely. You yeah. couldn't have, have stopped me fast enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm cheating something out in Sword on 3. Yeah, I'm playing that yes. deck. Yes, Maria's like, oh, is, I can do that? Yeah, okay. it's yes. happening. Thank you. Uh, our top eight uh, featured Sam Pardee. Uh, really happy to see him in another yeah, top eight. What a great Sam guy. Pardee, what a great yeah. mom. Mom and pop flew in to see him in the top eight. So cute. Very cute. He was running Rakdos Vampires as part of team CFB. Ming Yang Chen from China was playing Lotus Field combo. Jean-Emmanuel Duprat reigning world champ on Is It Phoenix, which by the way, f- another fun fact, this tournament was full of fun facts. Yeah. Jean-Emmanuel Duprat going, winning the world championship and then top eighting the next pro tour has happened three times in a row. Nathan Storyer did it the year before him. Yuta Takatashi did it the year before him. Jeez. But John Emanuel Duprat, if he would have won, would have been the first person to ever go world championship into Pro Tour win. Wow. You but, know, he just good at magic. I mean, just impressive enough on yeah. his face. Then uh, Seth Manfield, Rakdos Vamps on Team CFB. Alex Friedrichsen on Lotus Field Combo. Uh, Christopher Larson on Amalia Combo. Adam Adelson on Is It Phoenix. And Simon Nielsen on Boros Heroic. Um, so yeah, we had a good mixture of well-known names and also people who it was their first pro tour or maybe there was their second pro tour and they tested on arena like Adam Adelson. He just played on arena. He won a qualifier weekend on arena and got to the pro tour and here he is in the top eight. So a good representation of decks, but in the end, the finals came down to Seth Manfield versus Simon Nielsen, Rakdos Vamps versus Boros Heroic. And it was a really good match. Everybody, if you want to go and watch it, I do recommend it. Seth came out on top spoilers, but you know, (laughs) yeah, it was a good time. 
it was a great time. Um, yeah. I'm happy that a team brought a deck and broke the format, and that Pioneer seems like a fun place to go and play right now. Yeah. Maria, off the topic of magic, what was your favorite part of Chicago? Oh, well, my I favorite part of Chicago would have to be the fancy restaurant we went to. Oh, it was incredible. That was really it fun. Was wild. I've never I've never done a fancy restaurant before. Me neither. Uh, this is three star Michelin star restaurant. I've never had that experience. And we were just like, we're going to do it. Um, and my gosh, that it was, was incredible. The food was unbelievable. It was like Cirque du Soleil for your mouth. The experience was also amazing. Yeah, it was a great experience. Highly um, recommend. Like, yeah, it was it was unreal. Um, my favorite course was called a hot potato, cold potato, where there was a cold potato soup and then a hot potato with like Parmesan and uh, truffle on it. And it was on a skewer and you pulled that out and it dumped it into the cold soup and then you took it like a shot, but they wouldn't tell you what it was until after you ate it. Yeah. It was really good. Um, there was, ah, it's so hard to say what was mine my favorite course because it was all incredible there was like i i loved the raviolo that came before that yeah there was like yeah it was like a single little ravioli a raviolo with um, (laughs) i didn't know the singular form of that with like a little until this um like truffle broth inside of it and like a little parmesan dumpling and truffle on top and then you just ate it in one bite and it was and it exploded in your mouth oh my god it was incredible. And what about this? The, for dessert, there is a balloon. I try this to is tell- what I try and tell everyone about because, like, it's just unreal. There was Who a balloon. Of this? It was made of sugar of some description. Like taffy. It was like apple-flavored taffy. Just very, very thin because it was see-through. Yes, transparent. And it was filled with helium, so it floated like a balloon. And it had, a, like, a taffy string that you held. And then they were like, now kiss the balloon and suck it in so that you can have helium voice. Yes. Like, literally part of the dessert experience was having balloon helium voice. So I did, and I sucked in the helium, and I sounded like this. It was very funny. It was, it was amazing. It was great. Wow. Uh, name drop our, our restaurant. Do you remember the name of it off the top of your head? It's Alinea. Alinea. So if you're ever in it's the area, it's the three star Michelin restaurant in Chicago. We we recommend. Very it was it rec- was worth it. It's like yes. it's like basically going to see a, a Broadway show or, or yeah. a Cirque du Soleil or something like that. It is incredible. Um, great time. So that was my favorite part. What about you? That was probably also my favorite part. I mean, it was incredible. I also just love Chicago. Yeah. Seeing everybody again. We haven't seen any of our Pro Tour friends um, who worked the show with us since last October. Yeah. Long oh, man. Time. If you're going to uh, a Magic Con coming up, you should absolutely do uh, Brian David Marshall's Cocktails and Commander event. Oh, absolutely. Which was sold out this past time. So, like, if you end up going to Vegas or if you're in uh, Europe and you're going to Amsterdam sign up for it sign up it seems like a great time he like made a made a cocktail for yeah it. a very fancy cocktail yes. as he does and um, you build i believe i think it's sealed boxing yeah league. it's boxingly so you build a commander deck from yeah, a box commander boxing league yeah which is i've done it before it's very very fun so highly recommend that yeah yeah absolutely that's something that i wish i was like oh i wish we had time the next pro tour coming up is not a magic con <laughs> it's just yeah. a standalone tournament by itself in seattle in april so people can't come to that because it'll be like a closed set environment but amsterdam will be after that this summer later in june and if you're going over there you know we'll be there and i'm very excited because i've never been to amsterdam so it's one of my favorite places i'm gonna ride a bike i love canals i'm gonna look at a windmill yeah (laughs) do you know what it sounds like a stereotype but (laughs) But those are both things that you can (laughs) easily accomplish all right 
side. That sounds like my speed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so check it out, everybody. If you missed any of the coverage, twitch.tv slash magic will have the VODs. Um, it was a great show. I had a horrible cold all weekend. Yeah. And I was like, surely everybody knows that I sound like I'm talking like this. But then I, I randomly watched a clip that somebody had posted, and I was like, oh, my God. I don't yeah, know if you, you can tell. tell. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, great time, great show, great oldies. <laughs> Chicago Pizza Arms. <laughs> All right, Maria. Yes. In honor of Chicago, yeah. what I vote that we do with this collector booster is we open Eat it. Eat it. Oh. <laughs> Eat your pizza arm. <laughs> um, and what you're going to do is you're going to, uh, we'll pitch a pizza, like what the pizza toppings are. Oh, for this for card? For that card. Okay, yes. great what idea. This card's pizza toppings. Great idea. What are your pizza toppings as a human being? Um, okay, meatballs, ricotta, and spicy vegetable, spicy pickled vegetables. Of any variety? Uh, yeah. I just want pepperoni and feta and onion. That's been my that's been my go-to for a while. Oh, look at this beautiful like art card on one side and clue it's on foil. the other. Yeah. It's foil. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Um, I'm going to pitch a pizza topping. <laughs> <laughs> and it's inspired by Alinea, um, where you have to eat the pizza, but you can't be told what's on it. <laughs> and this is the okay. best part. What's on it is it's really good. And you have in the past, they've like searched your Google history. They've <laughs> mined your conversations with your friends. They, wow. they look at your text. You have Creepy. to sign over a lot of stuff to this company um, because what you've eaten is something that you've previously said. I would never like that on pizza. OK. And what they have done is constructed a pizza that's like what you said you wouldn't like, but done it in a way that will make you like it. Wow. This pizza is called call a surprise witness <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll like it that's great you're like never pineapple but then wow they get you to like it mm. <laughs> what's on your pizza okay this pizza is um this oh, you're gonna know that this forest. uh you're gonna know that this card has disguise because uh, this, you serve this pizza upside down <laughs> You serve the pizza upside down. Um, and you I love can, that. And the way it works is that you have to eat the pizza upside down. But if you want to turn it right side up, yeah. it goes to someone else at the table. Like it becomes someone else at the table's pizza. <laughs> it's Colbert Ambrosia pizza. That's great. That's a pizza experience. You have to eat it upside down. It's like, again, a mystery pizza that you eat upside down. But if you decide that you want to look at it, you have to give it to somebody else instead. I don't think I would like eating a pizza upside down. I don't think so either. I, it needs to go crust first. I know. I agree. That, my tongue be really would, messy. I'll just so not much. love that. Uh, my next pizza <laughs> is made by your friends in the kitchen before you get there. Uh -huh. uh, and they can use any ingredient in the kitchen whatsoever uh -huh. for the pizza. Um, if you can correctly guess the three ingredients on the pizza toppings, you get hundred dollars if you don't you have to pay all of your friends each a hundred dollars wow this pizza sounds like an expensive <laughs> endeavor i don't know why this is the deal you agreed to that was your decision not mine uh but the the point is they're gonna make you a pizza they're gonna put whatever on it and then you have to say what the three ingredients are if you do you win hundred dollars in the pizza called dramatic accusation <laughs> <laughs> did you put pepper on this did you just dump olive oil on this did Great you questions. put old milk on this pizza? Um, okay, this is a pizza that uh, the top, like, it's like a barbecue chicken pizza, um, but with, like, a little bit of, like, Cajun seasoning. And then after you eat it, they're like, that wasn't chicken. That was crocodile. <laughs> that wow. was alligator in undercover crocodile. <laughs> 
Surprise crocodile. Surprise crocodile. This is my pizza in which it's more like a calzone. Uh, it's got the crust topping. It's encased. Uh-huh. Um, but there's uh, like eye holes and nose holes and a mouth hole. <laughs> what? And that's where like you put the little two little tomatoes, like cherry tomatoes in uh-huh. for the eyes and the mouth you can see like a, is a green pepper mouth or whatever. Uh-huh. It's just basically it's a presentation. Yeah, it's kind of cute. It's called Goblin Mask Maker. Great. <laughs> Enjoy this pizza. <laughs> um, OK, this this pizza is like um, it's like. Pep, like spicy pepper pizza Ooh. but the way it works is like it's kind of like a hot ones you know where there's like a, a going up scale and so like each slice is spicier is spicier than the last slice that's a great idea and you don't know where it starts though so oh. you're just kind of like trying to pick you're trying to figure it out in hot shot investigator pizza that, i love that idea <laughs> i love that idea some pizzas should do it 100 percent. this pizza um is gold there's gold flakes on it like um oh you know, what's that What's that alcohol with gold flakes in it? You know what I'm talking about. Goldschlager? Goldschlager. It's a Goldschlager of Oh, pizzas. God. <laughs> that is not a recommendation in its favor. Do you think you can have cinnamon pizza? Like a dessert pizza. What if it's not dessert? You could have a savory cinnamon pizza. You absolutely could. It would be like chili, because st- I love putting cinnamon in chili. Yeah. What if you had like a cinnamon chili style pizza? Yeah. I think that would be good. I'm into it. With like beef and then other chili things yeah. but it's got gold gold on the top gold leaf because this pizza has been made for Tesa opulent oligarchy <laughs> she needs gold on her pizza very nice that actually sounds good chili yeah. pizza chili anyway pizza does sound good um let's see this <laughs> when they deliver you this pizza they also give you a hat to wear oh that's nice a hat to wear while you eat it because it's agency outfitter pizza <laughs> that was a good thinking cap <laughs> this pizza the ingredients the toppings are under the cheese so you can't see them, but they're there. I feel like some pizzas do this. Anyway, yeah. it's called hide and plate side pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this pizza, like you, uh, this pizza, it's kind of like a pizza buffet where you order the pizza um, and they just keep bringing you slices that are unknown slices. Oh. But, but even if you finish it, they'll always bring you one more. They're never going to let you finish the whole pizza because it's final word phantom pizza. <laughs> It's an, an unending feast. Exactly. This pizza is for anybody who thinks they're so smart <laughs> because you have to do math problems with this pizza. You'll have like a certain number of to- kinds of toppings and then it'll be like, what's this number of toppings on that slice you ate times this number of toppings minus the square root of this number of toppings on that pizza. And if you do it right, the next one's free. Kellen Inquisitive Prodigy Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this pizza is like, okay, there's the space where they're making pizzas, right? And they're like, we'll say it's very clean for the purposes of what I'm okay, about to say. Okay, okay, okay. Because what they're going to do is like, after they've made other pizzas and there's like the stuff that got scattered around, yeah. they just take all that oh, and put it on this pizza. That's what people used to, remember the rumor about Chuck E. Cheese? Yes. That's what they said. It's kind of like that, well, but they're taking the toppings, right, that like got yeah. sprinkled around the edges and didn't make it on <laughs> in sanitation automaton pizza. <laughs> No, thank you. This next pizza is a honey pizza. 
Um, so we're going to have, what are we going to have on this honey pizza? It's going to be like wild flowers. There's that tastes good. Edible flowers. Uh-huh. There's going to be some honey, probably like some pineapple, I think goes with that. And like some pepperonis. It's kind of like Hawaiian style, but honey is very important in analyze the pollen pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love like a spicy honey on a pizza. Yeah, I think so. All right. And this pizza, you, what you do is you just order this pizza and they go and they ask five other people in the restaurant what they really like about the pizza they're currently having. Okay. And then they put those that, five things on your, on your pizza. pizza in case file auditor pizza. <laughs> we didn't make pizza topics so much as we made pizza experiences for people well, to have. We thought of a we thought of a couple winners, I think. Yeah. Cinnamon I think chili so. pizza with gold flakes and the uh, hot one style pizza. Oh yeah, that pizza. hot one style pizza is is gonna be uh, yeah, that's it's, a thing. I mean, like you truly have to hide it. Like you can't you, I don't know if you can look at a hot one and know that it's the hottest one. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, that's very fun. <laughs> Anybody who owns a pizza place, just call us if you use just any of these. Just call us if you want to use any of these. Spend, you can put Good Luck I-5 approved on the box and you'll sell at least one more. Yeah, <laughs> there's your guarantee. You'll sell one pizza. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, yeah. reliving the Pro Tour experience with us. It was a blast. It was a great time. Uh, next week, we'll go over all the cool new fun stuff coming out this year, which I'm, it looks, it looks hype. Let's it get real. Great. It yeah. looks really good. Yeah, it does. Uh, thank you to everybody who has our back over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Become a patron before next week or increase your pledge for a shout out and to give me a birthday present. Uh, I would love to see your name come up on our email as a new patron. Think about it. It makes our day every time. Thank you to Card Kingdom for sponsoring us as they always do. And thank you to all of our producers who will stick yeah. around for a longer episode. Um, like we said, go on over to youtube.com slash at Commander Arcade to watch our Commander episode in the background to help us get those watched hours up. Um, and just watch or it if you haven't. Or in the if you haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's I, a great time. I watched it at least four times and I'm still entertained every single time. It's great. So think about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, go to your work. If you work in an office, go to everybody's computer. Or have it start running in the background, then minimize it. And then minimize it and just don't tell them don't what happened. Don't tell them what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the show is called Marie and Megan Get You Fired. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Megan and Maria get you fired. Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs>